Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, Karina Munoz is here, the incredible rising sophomore at Iowa who will stare deep into your soul when she's on the floor performing. Literally. You guys know what we're talking about, but really, Karina is truly a remarkable gymnast who not only contributes big scores to her team. Last year as a freshman, she went 9-9 or higher on every single event, but she also brings a positive energy to her team and to the sport as a whole. So she's just a lovely person, lovely gymnast, and she joins us to talk about her college recruiting journey, which she did during COVID, goals for the upcoming season, and so much more. So we hope you guys enjoy. I know you just got back from your team retreat. Tell us a little bit about that. Where you guys went? What did you do? It was so fun. We ended up going to Wisconsin. So last year we went to Branson, Missouri. And this year they decided to like surprise us. So we like didn't know where we were going until like we got there and we were like, oh my God. But it was honestly such an amazing time where like none of us were like on our phones. It was constantly just bonding. We had to plan schedule out from Monday through Thursday. And it was just a thing to get to know like what our goals are going to be in the future, like what we want to pursue, even getting to know the freshmen because two of them were here in the summer, but two of them literally just got to campus like a couple days before. So it was good to get to know the freshmen, to make them comfortable, to help them like get to know what they're getting into and all that stuff. So I honestly, it was an incredible time, even with like all the coaches and uh, like, honestly, I'm just very proud of how everything went. Yeah. Having four days where everyone is disconnected from their phone sounds so nice. Yeah. Like we can be on our phones like at night, but it's just like, you just don't during the day. Cause it's, you're, we're busy like doing everything on schedule and it's just, you're there to bond with your teammates and stuff. Yeah. So it's a good, like getaway. Like we're in Wisconsin, like nothing Iowa related. Like it's just us, like our family together. Yeah. Just present in the moment. <laughs> so if you had to pick a highlight from the trip, what would you say? So we did like a lip sync battle. <laughs> so, like, our director of operations, Ryan, he gave us, or I think it was just, I don't know who they, um, sent us in a group meet when we're on the way, like lip syncing groups. And we got to like pick our song and we just had to do like a little thing. And then at the end of the retreat, I'd say the day before we left, we all like performed them. And even the coaches did one too. So it was like so fun because it was just like random songs and everyone was just dancing. It was hilarious. Did anyone get video of it? I was going to say, please tell me. No, we, we do have some video of it. We had, there was like three groups and the coaches. Well, we got to put that out there. Put the, whoever has it, release the footage. Yeah, I know. I know. I have to find it. I think they put it in the shared album, but I have to go back and look at it because it was, oh my God, it was so funny. So when do classes start back up for you guys? Monday. Oh, like this coming Monday? Yeah, coming Monday. Oh, dang. Okay. So it's, now it's gonna- when you're in season and what is your class schedule like? Do you take like a lighter course load or I guess maybe quote unquote easier, even though it's not really easy, yeah. but how does that say- work? It depends on your major. So basically you try and take like your more like heavy load and like heavy labs like now during fall semester because it's just preseason. But then during season you try and do like the lighter classes. But I mean, it's still not light, but it's usually try and work around having like less classes on Monday and Friday because we know that we could be traveling those days. But sometimes it just happens where you literally can't get it like that. But our professors here are really flexible. They, They understand um like athletes and stuff like that so our advisor also sends them like oh like this is whoever like they're going to be leaving on a team trip like just make sure that they talk to you also and they're pretty really respectful of that so I want to talk to you about how you got to Iowa so you recruited during COVID which I'm sure was a lot of fun (laughs) so what was that process like I know you probably did a lot of stuff through Zoom did you get to do anything in person I guess kind of like take us through that experience Actually, I didn't really get to do anything in person. I would say it was all on Zoom. The only thing I got to do in person was like colleges like near me, like I'm from Jersey. So I was I lived near Rutgers, stuff like that. So I was able to like just like walk around campus, nothing with the gymnastics team, but just Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But with Iowa, it's I think it was right after you could be like talk to college coaches. Vince reached out to me. And ever since then, we did like two hour Zoom calls literally like every week till like through everything like they text me all the time and we not even talk about gymnastics half the time like we talk about gymnastics for like 10 minutes and then it was like well like how's the family like how's the dog like what are you up to like how's school stuff like that which is really fun so they got to know me on a personal level which is an extreme part on why I chose Iowa in the first place because there's a bunch of universities that just watch you for your gymnastics like they don't care like how you are as a human because mm-hmm. to be honest you want to make sure that person that you're recruiting like fits with your program and they're not just like 
you know, yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, they can do gymnastics, but are they a respectful, a good person? So I felt like they really like hone in on that aspect, which is why I really wanted to come to Iowa. And it was just that's my whole experience. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, like having to do things through Zoom, did you feel like you got a good grasp of like the program and what it has to offer? But it kind of sounds like you did and not even yeah. so much with like being able to see the facilities, but just knowing exactly. that like the coaches care about you as a human being and like exactly. that like culture side of it. it sounds yeah. like you kind of had a really great idea that it was going to be a yeah. good fit for That's you. That's like a big culture of our whole entire program. Just like making sure everyone's like a good human, like just be a good human. It's not that hard. You know what I'm saying? Like being respectful, like a tight knit family. That's what we're all about here. When you came in for your freshman season, was that the first time you actually visited the campus or did you ever get to see it before? Actually, so October of 2020, me and my parents, we drove to Iowa and yeah, we drove to Iowa. It was like during COVID. So just to see the campus, mm-hmm. I was able to see the facility, but none of them were like in there because obviously you couldn't like talk to anyone. So I think they just left it open and I was able to just like see things and that was that. But other than that, I just got to really get a grasp of like downtown campus, like all like the buildings and stuff like that. And then the second time I went to campus was I was already committed. I went for camp. So I only went one time and didn't even like get to talk to the coaches in person at all. So yeah. I got to really get to know them through Zoom. That's a, a really unique experience that yeah. your group had to go through with COVID and everything because it's completely different than like what the recruiting process is supposed to be like with, you know, you being able to visit the campus and like actually talk to the coaches in person and things like that. So really, really interesting experience. Now, yeah. did you get to do any visits with any other schools? Did you talk to other schools or was it pretty much just Iowa? I did talk to other schools, but I didn't get to visit them because it was all COVID and it was just stuff like that. It was more through like phone calls, Mm -hmm. which was like different. I don't know. Like I'm not a big like phone call person. Like I want to be like face to face. That's why when I like, whenever I like talk to my friends, it's always like FaceTime. Like I'll I'll call you on FaceTime. Like I want to see your face or I'll I'll drive to your house right now and talk to you in person. Because it's different. It's different. (laughs) And it's like, sometimes the calls are always like cut out and then they say something and you're like, what? Or whatever. Like sometimes Zoom does that, but you can like, you can like pick it up better, you know, and you see the facial yeah. expressions, you see like how they're reacting. And like, if you said was like, okay, you know what I mean? Because you can't <laughs> read the person on the phone. You're just like going by tone. It's like seeing a text and you're like, did they mean that like this or like that? That's why I like texting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, you read the person. I need to see you. I need right. to see you. It can go south real quick. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I think like the Zoom with Iowa, I was the only people that I did Zoom with. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. So now you mentioned like, team culture and really feeling like you were valued as a person more than just an athlete and what you brought to the table as an athlete. So that obviously was a really important factor for you. Was there anything else that kind of led you to choose Iowa? Like what other factors were really drawing you to Iowa? I would say that this culture was the main factor. Obviously like the beautiful campus, like the minute I stepped on, I feel like everyone's like, oh, I stepped on, it felt like home. But I feel like I had like a different eye on it where they focused on like the culture and like the standards that they hold here. And that was something of really a good value to me with family, because family can mean different things to anybody. But what family means here is being supportive of one another, supporting everyone, no matter what it's going, helping other athletes, like we always like visit each other during their games and stuff like that. And we reciprocate giving back to the community, doing community service. That was just a big thing here. And having, especially the hospital, I don't know if you guys know about like the wave. Yes. Yeah. Like that was, I, that was another aspect. Every single time I go to football games at Kinnick, I literally tear up. Like it could be, we went to like an open practice and they always just do it. Like I'm like, like it's just, oh my God. It just, can you explain what it is for the people that don't know? Yeah. Yeah. So basically the hospital looks over Kinnick stadium. It was like, there's 70,000 people during football games. And after the first quarter, we all turn and they usually have like a kid of the game, a kid captain, and they get to choose the song that they want to play. So like, they'll be like on the field, but then we just go and look at all the other kids in the hospital. We all just wave and they have like giant big, like hand foam fingers and they like wave back. And it's just such a, so surreal and just beautiful experience and it makes me cry every single time yeah we were at big tens last season in iowa so we got to be a part of it yeah (laughs) cool it's just like oh my god it's just so amazing i know it's just like so heartfelt love that Okay, so I want to look back at your freshman season and kind of starting with the transition to college. How do you think the transition went for you? Did you kind of like get there and adapt really easily? Were there struggles at all? How was it? For me personally, I thought it was really easy because back in high school, I did high school gymnastics and club gymnastics. 
So high school gymnastics is just like college gymnastics where it's not about like the individual. It's they put like five, I think in high school, it's like four or five up in a lineup. Mm -hmm. And then you get, you take the top three scores and it's like the team scores. So I felt like I already had that under my belt, like the team experience because I did high school gymnastics from freshman through my senior year. So I felt like sometimes it's hard for others to adjust where it's like, oh, I'm in like an individual sport and now I'm like doing it for the team. So it's like, oh, I mess up. Like I'm letting my team down. So I already like had that experience. So I felt like it was like really a smooth transition. Okay. See, that's really rare. Not a lot of gymnasts actually go to public school. So you had that going for you. But then also the fact that you were doing gymnastics in high school, it's almost like, not exactly like college, but very, very similar. And it kind of gives you like an edge that other gymnasts maybe didn't have. Because yeah. yeah. the, skill, the skills I did in high school gymnastics, it was I they were all watered down because they go off of like, I know, like, you know, like the Excel. Mm -hmm. So they go off of like Excel scoring or like yoga scoring, like level nine. So I could do like, a layout vault if I really wanted to or I could do like a front walkover on beam it was just something easy and I felt like also with doing high school gymnastics because it was from September or August through November it helped me prepare for like my actual season because I was doing my beam routines and like doing routines like that so I felt like more confident and like going into my normal season it was a good help how did that work with like balancing your club gymnastics school and also doing high school gymnastics like did you have separate practices for your high school yeah, my high school coaches were very, very flexible because they understood. I know one of my assistant coaches went to Westchester from gymnastics. So like she like understood. So I only have to go to like a couple practices and then they knew like, okay, like you can leave early. Like we know that you're not just like going home and going to sleep on your couch. Like I'm going to my club practice for like the next four hours after that. So that's what I would do. I would go for like two days a week just to like make sure I was like bonding with the team, stuff like that. And my club coaches were very flexible too, which was really rare too because I know a lot of my friends that I know in like club gyms around my area their coaches don't really let them do uh, high school gymnastics because they think it's like a distraction stuff like that but my coach she doesn't really care she's like as if anything is helping us like you're doing your routines you're getting more confident so they honestly like wanted me to do high school gymnastics yeah what was your biggest reason for wanting to do both I just always, whenever I was in like elementary school, I knew a couple of my club teammates that I trained with did high school gymnastics and they were, went to my town. So I thought it was like always cool. And I just like wanted to be a part of that. And I wanted like the little varsity jacket, you know, right. like we got like the big varsity jacket, had our letters and just like being a part of the school's culture. Cause I know right now we have like a bunch of banners. Actually my senior year, we like made history. We won our state championship, which was like the first time ever. So just being a part of that was insane. So like now we have like a little like plaque thing in like the athletic department of our school, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. I feel like if you don't do a high school sport, people don't realize how good you are. Like if you were just doing just club gymnastics, the people at your high school probably would think that you were like, not that great. Exactly. Right. But now you're at yeah. Iowa and they probably all know that. And you did high school gymnastics and club gymnastics. So they probably just think that you're like super legit. Which you are. <laughs> yeah. I feel like like typical high school kids, they just don't understand sports outside of what high school offers, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> I know a bunch of gymnastics is a sport where you can't really get recruited from high school where mm -hmm. it's like basketball, you can football, like you can't like there's no club I mean there are like some club teams but like you they can look at your highlights at a high school game they can't like I'm not doing my hardest skills at my high school competition because the equipment is nowhere near okay sometimes right. I can't even my coach would like not even let me do vault because the vault would start at like 59 or yeah. it would there's like a wall right there and I'm pressed up against the wall she's like yeah you're not doing that I was like yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> did any of your high school teammates go on to do college gymnastics or were you the only one uh, I was the only one. I know a bunch of them did acro and tumbling. Okay. Well, there's a couple of that, but I think as of right now, I mean, I think in the earlier days, we had a girl that went to Rutgers, but I think that was in like the 1980s. But other than that, I don't really remember. Well, that's really cool. I think that's really awesome that you were able to kind of manage it all. And yeah. it's just a different story. Like I said, you don't hear that very often that gymnasts did, you know, high school gymnastics and club okay. at the same time. Yeah, both like my coaches were both lenient which was really incredible yeah it's amazing so going back to your freshman season now I want to talk about the meeting against Nebraska where you made your all-around debut you actually won so your first time doing all-around in your career you won casual <laughs> and you my memory you were thrown into beam last minute is that correct yeah last minute so it was on vault because I'm pretty sure we started on the floor where one of my teammates she just tweets her neck and we didn't know if she was going to be able to 
do beam. And she actually came up to me and like motivated me. She's like, okay, like I'm pretty, I'm gonna step down. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know if I can do this, but like, you got this. And her name was Aubrey. I Aubrey, she is honestly what a teammate is all about. She like made sure that I was okay. She's like, you got this. Like, don't be nervous. Like, just because it's in a spot. I was like, she was with me like through all the whole entire thing. Cause I was told by Jessa on vault and we sold like bars. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm gonna get to beam. So I didn't like want it to like affect me like that, but it ended up not. So I'm just like really happy about how everything went. Yeah. So and what was that like for you coming away with a win first all around meet of your career? What kind of confidence did that give you? Honestly, I would say it gave me a lot of confidence because beam, me and beam are always, you know, it's not really like my favorite event. And it's always like, I do well, like when I make my beam routine, like I goes, it's usually scores well, but I, it's not that I'm nervous. I just don't know. Like me and beam just don't get along as much. So Fair. just having my assistant coaches and my normal coaches just having that motivation and like wanting me to actually be in the lineup meant something amazing. So I was like, if they think I could do this, then, then I could do this. You know what I mean? Cause I always like used to doubt myself and just like, Oh, I don't know if in college I'm going to do beam stuff like that, but I was always working on it and just to be able to compete it, like even thrown in, it was just amazing. So we talked a little bit ago about Iowa hosting big tens last year. So you got to experience that as a part of your freshman season. So we were there, like we said, and the crowd was just super energized. Like it was a really fun environment to yeah. be in. So the I'm funnest big times that I've ever been to. We yeah. were several big times and that yeah. nothing has ever compared to that. I'm one. like, Iowa, you want to host it every year? Because this was so fun. Fans. We got, oh my gosh, we bow them up real well. Yeah. Our fans are fans. We go everywhere. We're everywhere, literally. Yeah. Like I could be in Jersey and uh, Newark airport and I wear my Iowa stuff. I always hear Go Hawks. You hear Go Hawks wherever you are in the world. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So I'm curious for you as an athlete, what is it like when you're down on the floor and how much does the environment around you play into your performance? I would say it really amps me up. Like I love, like after I finish my like beam routine, any routines, you always see me, I go like this and it's just like, I look at the crowd. I'm like, yes. Ooh, that's cool like you know it just like it gets the energy up and it helps like them turn over into like the next athlete which is amazing so mm -hmm. it really helps me a lot especially like when it's quiet like sometimes I'm like come on now like why is no one talking come on right. let's go this isn't golf like come on yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it, honestly it's amazing there's usually no like dead spots because if there is you'll hear one of us say something like let's go like we'll talk to the kids right there and they'll, they'll be like let's go Hawks that's you know yeah so like <laughs> and you on floor we have to talk about your floor you perform with so much confidence I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like it. very few yeah. people perform the way that you do has that always been that way for you or is that something that you've developed now that yeah, it's something I've developed because in club gymnastics I'm not saying like club gymnastics is like sad and depressing but it's just like in J.O. you don't really have that whole like team behind you and like everyone else in like the stands are like there for you so it's kind of just, you're focused on yourself. You're like, okay, I'm going to get through this floor routine, stuff like that. But when I got to Iowa and getting like this new choreography, that was, it showed me like who I really was because I'm like Hispanic. So having, I can dance, you know, like having a routine that where I, it allows me to show what I got, you know, it really helped. So this routine was something amazing. And just like being able to perform it. Oh my gosh. It, it literally gave me the chills every time. Like I start with my head down and I hear like the first beat of my music. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, we're, we're getting ready. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the first time Iowa posted a clip of you and it was a little part of your floor routine on oh, yeah. social media. And I remember seeing that and being like, she's going to eat. Like, she's just absolutely <laughs> going to eat in college. I'm I was so... so excited to compete this. Yeah. So you make really good eye contact. That's something that I noticed. You like, you have this way of finding the camera. I don't even know how you do it. I honestly, I don't know either because you I don't, don't realize when I hear like afterwards or like I'll see it on Twitter where the people are like, she was like staring straight into my living room or something. Yeah. I was like, oh. Bad, what do we bad. do because the meet we, we watched the meet with nebraska right was yeah that one yeah and like every time you were just like finding the camera and i'm like all angles right? i'm like how is yeah. this that's like you're doing no like, i really don't know oh, like i just incredible. like have the head up i always like scan like when i'm on floor like i whenever i'm doing my poses i always scan so like i know kind of like i'm aware of what's going on outside so i just want to like pull everyone else in and pull the camera in too yeah well it's incredible and I can't wait to see your routine this year is it going to be kind of the same vibe or I'm thinking I really don't know my music but I'm thinking the same vibe too you know something like that a beat you know 
Okay. So we talked about like your, your confidence and your enthusiasm and your energy. And in my opinion, I feel like you kind of come across, like even just as a freshman, you kind of came across as like a leader for the team. I don't know if you felt that way, but talk about those qualities and I guess how important it is for you to like bring that to your team. I would say that back in club gymnastics, I never really had a voice, I would say, because I was always the youngest one on my team and I was always just quiet. I didn't really have a voice until everyone else graduated and I was, you know, getting up there in like level 10. So just coming here, I didn't want to just be quiet. And that's what we're all about here. Advocating for yourself is what we're all about. We want to make sure that you can use your voice because you're going to need your voice outside of gymnastics, outside in the real world. You're going to need to talk up to people. If you don't, if something's not right, you're going to need to voice that. So just being able to do that and starting off with the team and having people like talking to other people and saying like, you can use your voice also and feeling that they're heard. And I can be not saying that I could speak for them, but just saying that like, oh, like I see her doing this. Maybe I can also put put in my input was something that was really important to me. So now going into your sophomore season, what are some of the goals that you have personally? Personally, I would say it's really hard for me to look long term because I feel like I'm, I'm constantly like changing something every single day. I feel like we all have like the end goal of wanting to win a championship, go here, go there. But I feel like you need to focus on the minor victories, like the, the little preseason thing, the inner squads, like maybe having all six of us like hit a vault, stuff like that. And then from there, you, you start building up the confidence more and more. You're like, okay, we can do something bigger. We can do something bigger, just building up like that. So I just hope that I can do maybe just a little bit more each year especially and keep the same energy and if as long as I do that I know the season will be incredible I have to ask about your vault so I you have a really nice Yurchenko full but at some points you've competed a Yurchenko one and a half not in college yet but that's my question will we see that in college (laughs) you know I actually I want to start competing it so to be announced but (laughs) I know it was really fun because I did get a 10 on it in my first like last season of club which was really cool but yeah. I do hope on uh, competing it again. Okay. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Last question here before we get into our fun questions. Iowa is a super talented team, a team that's been on the rise the last several seasons. You guys have a pretty big fan base. Not even just like you mentioned your your Hawkeye fan base, but even yeah. in the gymnastics community, a lot of people are really excited about you guys and all of your potential. So what do you have to say about this current team, this team for next season? What do you want people to know about your team? I would say just get ready because after this retreat, I am just, I cannot even explain how ready we are. We're all on the same page. We all have the same mindset, same goals, and we're all so motivated into this next season. So I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen. I'd say like having your whole team on the same page is the first step, making sure that we're all aware of what we want in the future. And we all have the same goals, but each of us is different. So we have different ways of getting to that goal. So it's so funny, not funny, but it's so great to see everyone's journey on how they're going to achieve that goal in the future. I'm so excited for you guys. I am so excited. Like, you have no idea. Like, I can't even like put into words how coming out of this retreat, just really like we all like, we're like this. We're like this now. Like we're ready. We're ready to, for preseason, we need official practice to start so we can get on the move now. Yeah. Well, like you said, I think team culture is such a big piece to the puzzle. Like you can have a talented team and you can all do great gymnastics, but I really think the team that even if they're not coming out at the very top at the end, the teams that are the most successful, I think are the teams that are the closest and you can really like see that. And that's something that I've always noticed with Iowa's teams for yeah. the last several years. Like you can see how close you guys are. And I think that that's going to show in your gymnastics. Exactly. I would say that our support is authentic. It's not just, oh, you need to clap. I'm clapping because I need to clap. It's no, like I've seen you work in the gym. I've seen you do this. I've seen you do that. I've seen your ups. I've seen your downs. Just seeing you nail this routine in a meet. Like I'm going to jump in your arms right now after you salute. Like I, we have so many pic- The pictures explain it all. <laughs> when you look at our pictures on our app, you'll see like in the background, everyone's faces, how authentic it really is. Like you don't understand. Like that was a- another thing of why it came to Iowa. I remember watching the meets on TV and just seeing that this team compared to the other teams that they're around. And I was like, you can tell that they actually mean like what they're saying and what they're showing. So that's yeah. like a huge part of our culture. 
you and you can totally see it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Watching a broadcast of you guys, like you have a different energy to you than most of the top teams. Yeah. <laughs> most teams like period. So yeah. really, really okay. excited to see what you guys do going forward. Okay, so to finish this off, we have some fun, like random questions. They don't necessarily have to do with gymnastics, but it's just a way for people to get to know you a little bit more. So first question is your favorite or go-to pre-meet hype song? Pre-meet hype song? Okay, so... I am Hispanic, so I listen to Bad Bunny a lot. I don't know if you guys know who Bad Bunny is, but yeah. any Bad Bunny song is usually what I go to. Okay, good answer. Um, early bird or night owl? Early bird. I like during this retreat. I know me and the coaches. Like we woke up at like six. Like I, my body just woke me up, and we went out to the lake. Everyone else is still sleeping because we didn't have to be up yet. But like I just like being up early because it's like the world's kind of still sleeping. Like everyone's just getting up. Like the early birds going to work and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know, a quiet peaceful before I get to start my day right. yeah uh, we're the same way like we'll go on a vacation and then we're up at like five or six and everyone oh. else is like trying to sleep in and we're like we're let's get going you sleep when you go home right exactly right. <laughs> yeah what about your biggest fear biggest fear I, okay I never really had a biggest fear but I did have like this weird thing with bridges where mm-hmm. it's like when I go over bridges I have to have the windows rolled down because I don't know, I'm just like scared that like, okay, what if you never know? And then you're like trying to open the window. As long as they're down, I know I'm safe. Yeah. Like, you have you know, like that. I feel like that's like morbid, but like, I'm just thinking ahead. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. I think you're prepared. And that way, if something were to happen, even though it's probably not, yeah. if it did happen, like you would have an escape route. And my friends know that. Like, even when it's like raining, I'm like, you know, it's <laughs> and it's just, but the rain doesn't get it to you because we're already like going this way. So now I'm like, It'll be over. It'll be over. <laughs> so we're like, all right, we can roll them up. Honestly, I feel like that's a new fear unlocked for me. I never really thought about that. But now every time I go over a bridge, I'm probably going to put the window down. Windows down. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I've never like really thought of like, any fear. I feel like I'm not like scared of anything. I feel like I need it to come up first before I'm scared. Right. Just think, I don't know. There was always something, something off about that. <laughs> Mine is uh, Beatles. Oh. or like um like june bugs, june bugs. Oh, just bugs I hate, like going to my like old gym we used to have beetles everywhere like stink oh. bugs like that mm-hmm. nope no thanks not doing it <laughs> i'll leave thanks <laughs> we were at our brother's house for a bonfire a couple i think it was a couple months ago but um i got hit with a june bug i literally was like i'm out i'm going i literally went home <laughs> that happened to me one time well it was like a stink bug i remember i finished the vault and then i was walking back and it landed right on my forehead uh, and then Karina, Karina, I said what what and they're like I look in the mirror and I was like no <laughs> you didn't feel it no I did not feel it I don't know like <laughs> I like amped up on the ball or something probably I don't know <laughs> but I'm like walking back whatever and it like landed right here and I didn't even feel it and they're like Karina I'm like what <laughs> oh, that, that was like oh now that you talk about that um what about best gift that you've ever given or received best gift that I've ever given received I would say any like sneakers. I'm a big sneakerhead. Okay. So whenever I get sneak, like just past, uh, before the retreat, we got gifted dunks, like panda dunks. That was like a big thing. I was like, oh, let's go. But yeah. gift, I don't know, like gift for uh, giving to people. I just like love giving gifts. Like usually I, it's based off of like, I kind of like gather around like the year, stuff like that. If they say something like I'll, I'm a big, like I'll remember. Yeah. So people will be like, they'll just get surprised. They're like, oh my God, I didn't know you like knew that. I was like, girl I know you <laughs> take know. mental notes <laughs> I take mental notes like I'm when I'm listening like I'm listening like I understand like I know you like pickles like I know you like this chip from this place like and I'll get it for you just eventually <laughs> like you won't see it coming that's awesome <laughs> okay and the last one is something that people would be surprised to know about you I feel like this isn't a big surprise but I know basically all the Just Dance 2014 songs <laughs> I know I'm a big Just Dance like addict like when I go home, I hop on my Wii and Xbox and like, I just get down. But I feel like that's something that people probably would expect because they know I like to dance. Yeah. But it's just like a random thing where it's like, <laughs> Just Dance 2014. That It has to be Just Dance 2014. I don't know what about it, but everything they made uh, after that, no. Is it because that's what you like grew up playing? Yeah, no, okay. I have every single Just Dance. I have like Just Dance 1, 2. I have Michael Jackson Experience. I have Zumba Just Dance. I got um Hip Hop Just Dance. Like I just love it so much. Like, I'd be in my basement for hours like just doing that like by myself like I don't need nobody I'm downstairs in my cold basement with my just dance and I'm chill can you do it at like the fastest level like the hard level I do well it depends on the song so each one it's like it's like easy medium hard I'm like girl you know I got them five stars (laughs) 
I literally, I don't even have to look at the screen. Like sometimes my friends will be behind me and I, I turn off to talk to them and I'm like finishing them. They're like, Karina, what? And I'm, I'm just like, perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm like, yes, you know okay. me. Before you're done with college mastics, you have to have a uh, floor routine that's like the theme of those dances. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Or like some like Just Dance moves. But I feel like people don't understand and be like, they need to see like this. They need to understand the songs before yeah. they dance. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, right. You know, it's just like so fun. Like, I love Just Dance. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> okay, well, is there anything else that we didn't ask you that you want people to know about you or about your team? I just like hope this year that I'm going to tap more into like my Hispanic roots. Like I, that's like a big thing for me. Like I want people to know, like I'm so proud to be Hispanic. I'm Puerto Rican and that's something I always want to advocate. So that I want to incorporate that. Like I know for like media day, I'm going to take a picture with the flag and just talk more about being a uh, like Hispanic gymnast and what it's like being like in this world. Yeah. So that's just something I look forward to. What's the connection to Puerto Rico? Do you have like parents from there or? Yeah, my entire family is from Puerto Well, my parents were born in New York, but like my other, like my grandmas, they were all born in Puerto Rico. So I just, literally everyone, like my mom's mom, my, my dad's mom, my dad's, like everyone, we're just all Puerto Rican. And I'm just very proud to be Puerto Rican. So do they still live in Puerto Rico? No, they actually, some of them do like cousins wise, like they live in Puerto Rico, but other than that, they all live in New York. Okay. I see them a lot, but it's just like having that like tight knit, you know, Puerto Rican community Yeah, where it's. So my mom, she's like a big cooker. Like we always cook like Hispanic food. So just coming to Iowa, it was like different kind of like I do miss, I miss that home cooked meal. Right. I would say when I, I have in my apartment now, which is like amazing, like out of dorm finally, but she like made, we, it's called a sofrito. So like she makes it herself, like stuff like that. We just put it in things like, like rice, or if you're making certain things, it gives it like this certain taste. So I have that in my fridge. So like every time I see them, I'm like, oh, like, I don't know, I get like a sad relief. Like she sent me a bunch of like Goya beans because they didn't sell all of them here. So she, I got this huge package. I kid you, I don't even know how many cans of beans were in there, but it was just like, it was like pink habichuela, like all this stuff. And I have like our seasonings, so just like having that in my face, like here, I just like, it's a thing of comfort. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. When you go back home, you got to like stock up on those things. Oh yeah. I know the minute I got home last year, I think my flight, I landed at like 1145. I didn't get home to like 1215. And my mom had like, like, I was like rice and beans, like put out for me, like in the microwave. She's like, you're ready. She's like, Karina, it's like 12 a.m. I said, okay. You're like, and? And I'm going to eat this because I've been waiting months for this right now and I'm going to eat it. So Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, <laughs> send me the leftovers, like, which is, I'm pretty sure we might be going to Rutgers this year. So, and I live 10 minutes from Rutgers. So oh, I'm like, okay. I'm going to go to Wawa. Like, I don't wait. Are you guys aware of Wawa? I'm a, I love Wawa. I've heard of I've heard of it, but so we live in Michigan. We actually live in Ann Arbor. So if you guys yeah. come to Ann Arbor, we'll see you. Yeah. But I've heard of it, but we don't have it near us. I love Wawa, and I oh my gosh, I'm there all the time. Ladies know my order where it's I order a small drink, and then she sees me, and then she hooks me up with like the 32 ounce for the small <laughs> drink. Okay, because you're a regular. I'm a regular. She knows me, or it's like I go to the register. They're like, oh no. Wait, like, hold hey, on. What kind of food is it? So honestly, okay. So it's like, a, like you know, like come and go, like Casey's or um, I don't know what they have in Michigan. It's like a gas station market thing. Oh, we did go to one when we were in Florida. It's a gas station. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I do have in Florida, which is so weird and why I would like, like gas station food, but it's like not <laughs> like that. Like, I don't know how to explain it. They have everything. They have like quesadillas. They got like burritos, rice, the pizza, Chicken, like it's just like they have everything. They have like pre-made wraps, uh, like drinks, all this. I'm like, they just yeah. Kind of- okay, so we we have been to one, but we didn't capitalize on the opportunity when we were in Florida. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was looking. I was looking for a very specific drink, and, and that was, it. and they didn't have it, so I was mad at Wawa's, and I'm like, yeah. I'm never coming back here. <laughs> no, it's like because they have like the little kiosk things we can order that, but then they have like the fridges where you can get another drink. So they have different like coffees in that, and they have other like coffees like outside of the kiosk they just literally have everything you want like you want a cheap stick they got it you need some advil they got it well no they have everything i need i every time i go home like i always have like i stock up on like the gift cards like once my mom gave me like had like a 50 dollars gift card waiting for me and i was like put in my phone right away Boop. <laughs> i don't know why i just i love wobble so much well noted we'll have to make a better effort next time we're buy one actually yeah. like you know utilize it to its full extent <laughs> like i'm saying it's good for like gas station food i'm not saying it's like the best food in the world like over this the italian restaurant like no obviously no but 
if it's like you want something quick stuff like that yeah. like it's good they got everything yeah. well i feel like gas station food kind of hits different sometimes you know like sometimes that's like what you're looking for <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like i don't like gas station hot dog it sounds weird but it, it hits sometimes right. like i'm all in <laughs> yeah i'm all in <laughs> so when do you guys start um like officially training for season yeah right now we're involuntary but we all go to the gym every single day we do our lifts stuff like that but official for us i would say it doesn't start till like the second week of september okay. which is really like, when so but it doesn't really matter like right now because we're all in the gym we're doing stuff just like getting to do getting our skills back stuff like that so yeah. we're all so probably feels the same really you're all there and you're all working the title and then they can actually like give us assignments because right now they're just kind of just kind of like free ball yeah. right well best of luck this season we are so so excited to see you guys hopefully we are in this well actually big tens we'll be going to big tens yeah, big yeah. time. Is that Michigan? Michigan yep, State. that's at Michigan State, and then regional. There's a regional in Ann Arbor. So yeah, okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll see you. Yeah, <laughs> it was great speaking with you guys. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for doing this. We want to say thank you again so much to Karina for taking the time to come chat with us. We are such big fans of you and we are such big Iowa fans. We are really in general big Big Ten fans in this house. So we can't wait to see what you guys do this season and beyond. Now to get into the question of the week. It is who are your guys' predictions for Canada's WAG team for Worlds? How do you think they will do compared to last year? So, Which is, a, I'm glad you asked that because we don't normally talk about, we don't really cover international gymnastics too, too much yeah. outside of like the big meets like Worlds and stuff. So this is a good chance for us to talk about some world predictions outside of the US. Yeah. So Canada's world trials are actually in August. I couldn't find a date online. I was looking on Gymnastics Canada's social media pages and just different like event calendars online. I couldn't find an exact date, but Ellie Black a while back had posted something on Instagram that said like, can't wait for world trials in August. So so in, unless it's happening like right now as we're recording this, it'll probably be sometime next week because yeah, really otherwise... Soon. August is over. All right. <laughs> so very soon here, we'll know whether or not our predictions are true or whether they were accurate or not. So I think for the most part, Brittany and I are in agreement with our team. Yes. So of course, Ellie Black, you can't have a team without Ellie Black on it. She's Canada's best chance, not only for a medal, but to make multiple event finals even between yeah. the all around and vault, beam, floor, really. Right. Like, she has so much potential. Three-time world medalist. Um, only did one event at Canadian Championships earlier this year uh, in February. She, I don't know exactly what the injury was, but she posted on Instagram that she had some like cleanup work done in her ankle. But we've seen videos of her. She posts on Instagram from time to time. We've seen ball and beam and floor. So whether or not she's going to be doing full difficulty by the time Worlds comes around, I guess remains to be seen. But the good news is, is that she is training, I would imagine, all four events and probably will be ready to go by the time Worlds comes around. So even if she wasn't 100%, I still don't see a scenario in which Ellie Black does not make the Worlds team for Canada. I agree. In my mind, she's a near lock, as close to a lock as you can probably get. Um, also on the team, I would say is O'Reilly Tran. She has had a breakout year this year. She got first at Canadian Nationals as well as Elite Canada this year. She was third at the Pan American Games. And she got third on Beam. Oh, sorry, uh, Pan American Championships, but yes, and then third on Beam as well. Um, she's also an Iowa commit, so very fitting for this episode. <laughs> Yay! But really, I think one of the top all-around gymnasts in Canada right now. So I don't see, as long as she's healthy, I don't see a situation in which she wouldn't make the world's team. It would be her first world's. I'm also going to go with, I think, Shallon Olsen. So yeah. she made the team last year, but if you guys remember, it was like right before world's. I don't remember if she had traveled or not with the team, but it was literally right before. I, no, I don't think so. She didn't travel. Her mother passed away unfortunately and she ended up not competing understandably but i think she's going to be ready to go this year she competed at canadian championships earlier this year and won vault which is obviously her best event and a place that i think she's going to bring the most to the canadian team and also with her experience in college she's a lot more consistent yeah i was gonna say doing especially on vault competing that double twisting Gerchenko every single week in college she got really consistent with yeah. the landing pretty high stick rate and if not sticks like small hops on the landing which is an elite very, very good. That's what so, you're going for. Yeah. So I actually think that just on vault alone, she's extremely valuable to the Canadian team. Mm -hmm. Ava Stort is somebody who has dealt with some injuries and kind of 
fell off the grid a little bit after the Tokyo Olympics, but she's a two-time national champion on uneven bars. She injured her ankle in March right before Elite Canada, but did get second all around at the Canadian National Championships as well as first on bars again this year. So I think she's going to be back in the picture. She's also a Minnesota commit. So we're getting a lot of representation from the Canadian gymnast in the Big Ten, which I'm all here for. I really feel like particularly to Iowa because of Larissa Libby. Like there's definitely a pipeline between Canada and Iowa. Oh, for, for sure. gymnastics. Well, because Sydney Turner is... Honestly, I guess this is the perfect segue because the last spot I think is going to come down to Danelle Pendrick or Sydney Turner. Sydney Turner is an Iowa commit and she won silver on floor at the Canadian Championships earlier this year and bronze on floor at Yesolo. So definitely an all-around gymnast, great floor worker, really beautiful floor routine. But Danielle Pendrick is really good too. Yes, she's a vaulter. She also is good on floor. I mean, she's an all-arounder, but... She was a part of that Worlds team last year that got bronze. She was. So she did have some kind of ankle injury. I feel like the entire team here has an injury. But she Welcome did. Welcome to gymnastics. Elite gymnastics. Right. She had some kind of ankle injury at the Canadian Championships. But she did go on to win a bronze medal on ball and a silver on floor at a World Cup earlier this year. So I think she's going to be fine. It's really just a matter of what Canada is going to need more or maybe who's the most consistent, who's the healthiest. Right. I personally think it's going to be Danelle Pendrick over Sydney Turner, but I'm not like super, super confident in that. Maybe there's a little bit of bias in my answer because I'm just a big Danelle Pendrick fan. <laughs> But um, we'll see. I guess just let us know your guys' predictions. Also, hold on. What about Emma Spence? Do we feel like she's in the mix? Um, First of all, has she indicated that she is going for a lead? So she competed at the Canadian Championships. Well, back up. I don't think she actually competed. Her name was on the results page, but she didn't have any scores. So I don't know what that oh. means. <laughs> so, I mean, probably not then. So I, think- I, haven't heard, I haven't heard or seen anything from her. In a minute, as far as like her plans for going Mm -hmm. forward with Elite. I'm not going to say that she's not in the mix. I think she's definitely in the mix. But I think at this point in time, just looking at the results from the competitions this year, we haven't really seen her since the NCAA season. And she had a great season. She did. But NCAA and Elite, as we all know, are two very different beasts in terms of difficulty and getting your routine set, being able to perform them consistently and with Mm -hmm. good execution. Like, it's just a whole different playing field than competing in NCAA. So I'm curious if she has been, you know, training elite on the side while she's been at Nebraska. And I'm sure she has been, but I think her health is probably the biggest question mark. I'm a little bit concerned and I didn't like follow the Canadian championship super in depth. So I don't know like if it's public what happened to her. I just know that she was on the results page and then she didn't have a score, which tells me that something she was happened. like intending to compete. And then, which who knows, maybe it was an illness or something, but she was supposed to compete it looks like and then she didn't and I just feel like we haven't heard anything about her so I'm a little bit concerned especially if the team is supposed to be announced or they're at least supposed to have their trials in a matter of probably days or within the week mm-hmm. um, I'm a little bit at this point uncertain with her so I'm not going to confidently put her on my world's team but I'm not saying that she's not in the mix if she's healthy she definitely could be in yes. the mix but let us know your guys's team predictions for Canada what you think is going to happen if it's similar to ours if it's the same as ours really curious to know what you guys think as far as you know the team ranking one thing that Canada has going for them is they already qualified a team to Paris by winning that bronze medal last year at Worlds they have that off their plate so they can kind of just go all out and really focus on upping their difficulty and coming in with the hope of winning a medal again and not so much like trying to survive so you qualify to the olympics like they've already done that right and that was something when i talked to ellie black earlier this year she talked about like having that pressure off and just being able to focus on execution and refining skills but also throwing more upgrades things that they wouldn't normally do like if they still had to qualify at this world they're probably going to be less likely to start throwing some new skills because what if they mess up and they don't qualify? The strategy is going to be a lot more reserved for sure. So I think that's really good that they can kind of just like, I don't want to say relaxed because I'm sure they're not going to be relaxed, but it's a little bit less pressure now that they've already qualified to the Olympics. So that's good. But as far as, you know, having a repeat performance where they win that bronze medal, I don't want to say that it's not possible because anything is possible. To be honest with you, going into Worlds last year, I don't think 
I would have thought that they would have won a medal. Right. And look what happened. Like, literally th- anything is possible. I think the USA is the favorite for gold, especially now with Simone back and SUNY. And I mean, there's just so much talent there. I think it's going to be hard for anybody to beat the USA at this point in time. But also in the mix, I think Great Britain, they won the silver medal last year. I think they'll be in the mix again. Japan was really in the mix going into the very last rotation at Worlds last year. They ended on bars and that's kind of where the medal got away from them and then Canada was able to capitalize. And I think that's a part of why Canada got that bronze medal is that they didn't have any falls. Yeah. They were the only team, if I'm remembering correctly, they were the only team that didn't have any falls and they were able to capitalize on other team's mistakes. Flavia was out for Brazil. Brazil also had mistakes. So they were someone that I think a lot of people expected to contend for a medal and they didn't. Which we should mention Brazilian championships are happening right now. Mm-hmm. And Flavia is back look- on three events. Yes, they're looking great. Flavia is back on three events. I think her bars were still a little bit. She scored like in the tens, I think. But Vault, she did a full and then Beam was good. She did not do floor. And then Rebecca Andrade also didn't do floor. But everybody on the Brazilian team is looking good um healthy from what we could tell at least knock on wood Shaji Barbosa she's back looking pretty great so excited to see what they bring to worlds when they have everybody at their full potential doing full difficulty and everything like that they're gonna be in the medal hunt as well yeah my predictions these are not like necessarily in the right order I'm just telling you guys kind of who I think is going to be in the mix. I think it's going to be the U.S., Great Britain, Brazil, and I'm going to go Japan. I could definitely see Japan being in the mix. Also, China, I wouldn't rule them out. They have a lot of really strong athletes. I think it's going to depend on if they're sending their A-team to Worlds or if they're sending their A-team to the Asian Games, which is in China. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. But they're a team that, of course, is always in contention for a podium spot. They just got to be consistent. Right. And then there's Russia, who normally we would be talking about in the conversation of worlds. But with the war in Ukraine, they're still not in a place where they're able to compete as a team. There's still opportunities for them to qualify to the Olympics as individuals and not representing Russia but representing like a neutral flag yeah they can go the world cup route for their individuals and because they won't have a team qualified because worlds is the last opportunity and they won't be there because they didn't compete at euros earlier this year so they're out as a team but they could have up to three individuals via the world cup circuit if they were to go that route for individuals and have at least some representation at the olympics but we'll cross that bridge when we get there but as far as a team Really, they could have one of the strongest teams in the entire world, a team that could contend with the United States. But because of everything that's happening with the war in Ukraine, they have found themselves in a position where they aren't able to compete and are therefore kind of not in the mix Mm -hmm. in terms of this world championships as well as the Olympics next year. But yeah, let us know your guys' predictions who you think is going to end up on the podium, if there's any teams that we didn't talk about that you think are going to be in the mix, we want to hear about it, and we'll look forward to seeing your guys' responses. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can actually, if you scroll down just slightly, you'll see an area where you can submit an answer to a question, and we put in there. Every time we do a question like this, we put that question in the show notes area. It's not in the show notes, but... It's just right below it. You'll You'll see. see. Yeah, you'll see. Just scroll down, and you can answer the question. And You might not see your response posted right away, because we have to like go in and approve them for some reason so it takes me a minute sometimes to realize that people have submitted uh, answers but you can go ahead and do that and be a part of the discussion that does it for this week's episode we hope you guys enjoyed it we want to say of course thank you again to karina and also we have to say thank you to our goal level patreon supporters for making this episode possible so a big thank you to ml kdc msu kimberly g Randy B, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, Paul M, Krista, Jasmine C, and Lee B. 
Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. You guys seriously are the most amazing people. We love you so, so much. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to help support us, we have a Patreon page, which is always linked in our show notes down below. The perks range anywhere. Well, the levels, I should say, range anywhere from $1 to $5 a month. And there's different perks depending on the tier level. So go check that out if you're interested. We have been really up our perks lately and we have lots of things planned for the future with college gymnastics season starting again um, we have a lot of ideas for things that we want to do exclusively for you guys particularly the gold level patreon so the gold level is obviously the one where you get <laughs> all the perks so really excited about that go check it out if you're interested and we love you guys so so much next week we are hoping to have our championship preview not preview championships review i guess yeah recap recap that's the word i'm looking for (laughs) i'm gonna be in san jose and i don't know how much time i'm gonna have but i'm gonna do my best it's gonna be crazy yeah us ashley's gone all week it's our birthday on friday next week right friday yeah and I have orientation for school that week. It's like a week-long orientation. It's also going to be my last week of work the following week before I quit my job. There's like a million things going on. <laughs> so, so pray for us. <laughs> and we, like Ashley said, hope to have an episode up. We will probably honestly try and record while Ashley's still in San Jose after day two she'll probably just stay up and bust it out kind of like we did last year so that way we can get that up for you guys because otherwise i think we're just gonna get into the chaos of our week and i think we'll talk about it either way it's just a matter of if like things blow up and for some reason we can't record then it might get put like on the back burner a little bit however our dad is calling us <laughs> however i was saying we do still plan on doing one either way so we're gonna do our best cross your fingers <laughs> send us good vibes we're gonna need it and we will try to have it out by monday but if not one will be coming just bear with us please because these times are wild we hope you guys have a great week go to inside gymnastics for the complete schedule the list of athletes qualified um what else streaming links like live stream links pretty much photo galleries what's at stake this is for the men they're gonna name the world's team and for the women they're going to be announcing who makes it on to the world selection camp. So all of the rules and like how many people make national team with the score requirement that you have to get all that stuff, all that jazz you can find on the little thing I put together on inside Jim's website. It says schedule plus everything you need to know. Just a little plug for that. We have to, <laughs> so we'll put it in the show notes down below too. How about yes, that? We will. Okay. We... This has been entirely too long. Yes. For an we love you guys. Enjoy championships next week. I know we will. And, We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.